Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is CM Alexander with the news. Dairy Public Library's annual dodgebook tournament slams back into action today as teams from all over the country gather to compete for the dodgebook championship. We take you live to sports correspondent Dr. John Hellijohn. Thanks, CM. I just had the opportunity to talk to team captain Oliver Fish from Team Smugless Adams about his devastating loss to the Up Yours Sinclairs. He told me they started the match in the weeds and by the end were buried in the jungle. A sad loss for this team captain who announced his plans to retire at the end of this season. So from all of us, so long and thanks for Ollie Fish. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I am one of your hosts, CM Alexander, alongside Joshua Khan. Hey, everybody. Benjamin Graham. Hey, constant readers. And today we are back with one of our favorites and your favorites. It is March Madness, you guys. Woo! Oh, there yeah, we go. Woo! Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. I wasn't going to move on until I, I had saw my it. woos. I saw it in your eyes. From my woo boys. <laughs> I was I was so drawn in by by the intro. I don't know. Anyway, Josh is going to take us through this. Josh, before we begin, do you just want to explain to our listeners if they didn't see our posts about the bracket and everything, mm-hmm. what they can do to follow along? All right. Here, here's what we're going to do. This bracket is going to be on our socials. So if you want to play along, you can grab it, a copy of it yourself. And and fill it out. What we are doing is a standard Sweet 16 bracket. And this year, since our very first March Madness was the first 16 books we'd covered on the show, now we are beyond another 16. So I've taken those scores and seeded our new 16 books. And over the course of these three episodes, we are going to pick the best book out of this 16. Yeah. I am so excited for this. I still don't understand the seeding <laughs> stuff, but... I, I don't even know if you're saying seeding or seating. D, with a D, seeding. Here's the thing that's very interesting. We had so many good books in this 16. Mm-hmm. I would like to just, I don't normally point out what number they are at the top like this, but one is the best, 16 is the lowest, and if it's the same score, whichever book got it first got that higher mm-hmm. tier. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out that Needful Things is the ninth seed. That's insane. It's fucking wild. And all of the seeding is essentially based off of your and Ben's ratings. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, all yours kind of just average out. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also really excited about this. I, I'll be honest, the past few years, it's March Madness is always fun, but this is our Fifth, fourth, fifth. This will be our fourth. This will be our fourth. The first time we did our first 16 books. Mm-hmm. The second time we did heroes. The third time we did villains, right? That no, was, we did. No, what did we do? We did heroes and villains and movie adaptations. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Well, those are all great, too. So come before you uh, told me what we were covering, I was a little wary because I I don't know what else we would have rated. Do either of you have other ideas? Oh, I have so many other ideas. We are 
We are uh, deep with March Madness ideas, and uh, several listeners have sent yeah. ideas. Okay, because all I could think of was top 16 dog violence, and that's oh. not something you want to listen to. No. Uh, I will play that. There is will play that more game. than enough instances <laughs> of dog violence. Raider wins. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Now I'm sad. <laughs> now imagine an hour and a half of that. <laughs> I've already decided that when I do get a dog, I'm going to name it Raider, just so that I have a safe oh, Raider. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to throw all the corkscrews out of the house. <laughs> all right. Here we go. You guys ready just to jump in? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, let's. I'll give you the matchups that we're going to cover in this episode right here at the top, because I know you'll forget by the time we get to them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. This, this episode, we have... The Outsider versus Tommy Knockers, mm. Colorado Kid versus Needful Things, Christine versus Mr. Mercedes, and Thinner versus Dead Zone. Wow, that, those are interesting. Very strange matchups. I like the two car matchups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't believe that worked out so well. Uh, let's get to our first matchup: uh, the Outsider versus the Tommy Knockers. Would either one of you want to take one of those and talk about what you remember from it? This does mean that our number one seed for the whole bracket was The Outsider. Correct. So we read that a while ago, huh? Yeah, that was, that was I think, right after Firestarter. And it, so it was our first five out of five all across the board for all of us. Mm. Okay. Th this is always a fun little exercise, uh, trying to remember a book I read <laughs> more than a month ago. <laughs> Significantly more than a month oh, ago. Can I help? Yes, absolutely. The first thing that pops into my head about The Outsider is how the story shifts so hard and unexpectedly once our main character is gone and we were all kind of struck by that moment. Right. Yeah. The uh, arraignment. Yeah. That, God, that, that was wild. severe. Yeah. Can't believe they did that to Jason Bateman. <laughs> um, I still have not watched the show. Have either of you watched the I show? Have not. I have it on Blu-ray for when we eventually cover it on Patreon. Yeah, that's what I'm Smart. saving it for a bonus. Smart. But I do know something about Jason Bateman in that show. He was in Teen Wolf. He was. Two. <laughs> As well or two? Uh, <laughs> just just two, the second one. Okay. I, I remember really loving the, the Outsider, and I can't place why, but putting it against the Tommy Knockers feels right. Does that, does that right. make sense? It's kind of, well, because it's like almost like this alien thing. That they're up against. I am also remembering that. So Josh was the only person who is familiar with Holly Gibney as a mm -hmm. character. And mm. Ben, you and I had not read about her before. And so we had a different, but I still think very valid and fair reaction to her. Like, wow, King's really assuming we know a lot about this character <laughs> that we do not. And it was cool, like getting to then cover Mr. Mercedes and learn more about her. So I kind of, kind of wish I could read The Outsider now after having read Mr. Mercedes. Also, yeah, we'll that read gave it us, after every Bill yeah, Hodgman trilogy yeah. book. <laughs> <Let's> go back. <laughs> the eye stocks thing. Like, oh yeah, that was such a weird. Ugh. When the the dad is like hanging himself and he just yeah. sees the creature out there. Uh, mm. Oh, and The Outsider gave us boner talk. <gasps> is that oh, the origin? Yeah, oh. That's because why it's he was got a five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a canonically important <laughs> book. Yeah, to the lore of Dairy Public Radio, it's <laughs> yeah. very, very There's important. There's two different Stephen King canons: the Dark Tower canon, <laughs> the Boner Talk. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Josh, anything else to go to you? Um, I do. I don't remember her name, 
but I do remember the guy that is being framed his mom. Yeah. And she how was fucking rad. we how much we loved her <laughs> even though she was smoking with an oxygen tank. Oh right. <laughs> on the edge. That just that badass old lady. Yeah, that was just a fascinating story because the whole like what it fed off of mm-hmm. is always always makes for an interesting journey. These episodes always turn into like vague recollection hour where <laughs> my brain that does not work is like yes yes i re- <laughs> i remember liking this a lot is do i have the same opinions of it now as when i did when we first read it who knows it's interesting <laughs> to think about how how my opinions shift over time <laughs> and i believe my opinion of the outsider now looking back at it i remember really really liking it mm-hmm. and i'm excited to go back and reread it eventually yes it's a rereadable the tommy knockers <laughs> i feel like has remained resolutely the same uh my opinion <laughs> i will remind you also of, i think probably your favorite thing about the outsider gentlemen please oh the name god, god, god that is good <laughs> it's such good a good bit, name stephen king so good uh, so, the fact that the main monster gets <laughs> killed by a sock full of quarters. Uh, ball bearings. Go. Ball bearings. <laughs> the happy <yeah>. slapper. <laughs> also, this is a problem I always have during March Madness. When there's a movie, I I have a hard time separating the movie and the book in my recollections because I'm thinking back fondly of how baffled we were by the lack of chemistry <laughs> between the two main characters in the For movie. For the Tommyknockers? Yeah. Yeah. And also now we have Bobby in our dairy fight night. <laughs> and that sort yes. of, in a strange way, has endeared me toward the Tommyknockers. It's such a baffling book. No? No, that, no, yeah, I, I thought there was I more thought to there that was more. sentence. <laughs> I, no, you, you got it in one. I it is like, a baffling I, book. You are correct. Do I have to, like, can I just be concise? It's a baffling yeah, book. It really is. But it's not. I don't look back on it like, oh my God, that was tough to get through. It was kind of a strange but fun adventure. Not, I don't know that I'd say mm. good. I'm I'm trying. I know it's a bad book. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> I, I remember the feeling of going back and reading it. I don't think it's going to be more fun reading it a second time. <laughs> but now, with distance, I guess I am remembering the parts that I liked more than anything. Because this is the the guy that gets run over by a Coke machine. A flying Coke machine. Guard walking out of a window. <laughs> After he beats McGargle Bargle with an umbrella. I, that part I, is pretty great. Yeah. There are some things that I am now recalling fondly, but n- not enough. And Travelin' Jack. <sighs> yeah. He meets, Cameo by Travelin' Jack. Yep. On the, the beach. Alhambra. Right. The yeah. This book also, we talk about this occasionally, I won't get all sappy, but I think each of us have been through something in our life, our lives, that a book we've covered has hit us at the right moment. Yeah. And mm. I was dealing with some alcoholism in my family. And so this book hit me at just a really cool moment. And it's always, that's probably why I gave it five out of five. That's the reason. That's and not sure. because I mm. always do. <laughs> <laughs> it, I... When I think of the Tommyknockers, there are two things that I think of. One, flying Coke machine, (laughs) forever and always. (laughs) And two is when the clock tower explodes like Mm. a rocket off the church. And then they make a holographic projection of it so nobody can see it's missing from outside of town. It's so (sighs) fucking crazy. The Outsider is like a good movie. And the Tommyknockers is like a 
not very good, but really fun movie from the 80s that you put in every few years. Yes. Okay, so going on to decide the the winner, mm-hmm. who could it be? <laughs> I, I think every year I probably ask this, what criteria are we all ben, basing this off ben, of? why would you ask that? <laughs> <laughs> why? What? I want to know. I Are we basing this on, like, how much fun did we have reading it? How much do we want to reread it? Well, wouldn't it be great if we recalled the answer to that question for the last three years so that we could mm-hmm. be consistent? <laughs> uh, well, that's on me also, because I always say best. What I mean is favorite, because that's always the answer. Is it's, It always comes down to all of those things are a factor in what choice we make. Would I mean we could have the criteria of would you reread it? Would you recommend it to a friend? Would See, that's also hard because there's mm-hmm. not a I don't think there's a single king book that I would not recommend to someone very specifically. I got you guys those Stephen King journals mm-hmm. from uh, 19th edition. Check out 19th, 19th edition on Facebook. And one of the things in that journal is who should read this is one of those. Mm-hmm. So every time I read a book, I always think about if I were to recommend this book to someone, who is that person? And so it's something I always think about. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, so okay, I think are, are we anything anybody well, did, wants did to say settle, about any of those three? Did we settle on a criteria? All, all of uh, the above I, I is the criteria. Yeah, sounds okay. good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, fe- the, feel, I mean, it, feel it in your guts. It's the, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same criteria that we give chambray shirts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. It's whatever we want. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Make a big deal out of nothing. Ever changing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, um, are very strict and always... Uh, proportionally correct responses to how many chambray shirts something gets and no one ever disagrees. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to go, we're going to alternate who goes first, who gets the first vote every round. So we're going to start with CM. So it'll be CM, Ben, myself, and then around that way. So uh, are we ready to yeah. cast our votes? Yes. All right. all right. As fond as I sometimes feel about parts of the Tommy Knockers, I just think The Outsider is a better book and i'm gonna have to give my vote to that then oh yeah it's the outsider uh hands down tommy knockers is crazy <laughs> but it's it's not very good <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i am given these two books and asked to choose which one i'd rather read it's the outsider 100 mm-hmm. percent. so yeah so the outsider is advancing surprise surprise our top seed makes it to the second round all right it's time for our next round we have the colorado kid versus needful things CM, you want to pick one of those and just talk about your thoughts on the book? Yeah, I'll tackle The Colorado Kid. This one, it's interesting comparing it to Needful Things because it's a much shorter book. Not a short story, but just it's very contained. The world of it is not very big. We have just a couple of characters that we get to know really intimately. And it's, it's one of those books that people have a lot of opinions about because the there's no solution to this mystery and King is very clear about that and sort of is like, he knows people are going to be pissed. So he's like, don't be pissed because sometimes that's okay (laughs) to just not have an end. And I remember really enjoying the mystery and kind of where it left me to, I don't know. It left things open, which I liked. Sometimes I don't want to close the door on something. Mm-hmm. I just want to kind of stay there and live there a while. And I love Stephanie. Yeah, she was just really cool. 
It was, it was a nice female character to dig into. What has it been like talking to Stephanie in real life, CM? Okay, I wasn't <laughs> going to bring this up. I mean, our listeners on Patreon, if Patreon <laughs> listeners have heard this, if you're not on Patreon, you should check it out. $5 a month and you'll get access to it. Yes, you guys. So we had the very talented Aaron Bond write this eight-part audio drama series called Main Mysteries that takes the story of the Colorado kid and fucking solves it, man. <laughs> Spoilers. And, oh, well, maybe not. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> listen. There we go. I fixed Smooth. it. <laughs> but yeah, I play the main podcaster, Kyla, and we have cast, you know, characters related to that story. And there are a lot of other King book tie-ins. And so I've gotten to have plenty of conversations with Stephanie herself <laughs> about James Cogan. <laughs> <laughs> weird trip. Very weird trip. Yeah. Uh, ben, what do you remember from Colorado Kid? Guy choked to death on a sandwich potato? Whoa. Sandwich potato? <laughs> sandwich potato? I no, you're thinking of Pet potato. Cemetery too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Potato accident. Sometimes they come, they come potatoes. <laughs> no, sorry. That's, no. Are you come potatoes? <laughs> they, like, they become potatoes. Maybe? They also shoot spuds. I, this is nothing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> honestly, very little. Yeah. I, I remember it was fine i can't help but compare it to joyland uh yeah. which is the far superior book that all these years later is it partially nostalgia it being our second book yes, we ever covered maybe so. but like i can remember so much of joyland so much of it has stuck with me mm-hmm. whereas colorado kid doesn't i can see that um yeah. and i think just by virtue of kind of what the book's about it's the the book is not exactly like a a riveting tale (laughs) because like the point of the book is sometimes stories aren't satisfying (laughs) it's like listening to your grandparents and their friends tell a cool story so like if you're in the mood for that game on but yeah it's not as engaging there's not as much to sink your teeth into as joyland yeah and uh to be fair, this matchup is just an- another. <laughs> uh, it, like you can't even. It, we'd have. I'd have something to talk about. I'm sure if this was up against the Tommy Knockers, the, the Tommy Knockers <laughs> cell. Oh my god! I, I would have uh, wonderful things to say about the Colorado <laughs> Kid. I'm sure. But right now, I'm like, can we shut up and talk about needful things? Yes, because it fucking rules. <laughs> After I talk about Colorado Kid, how dare you! <laughs> I just wanted to point out that I what I remember most is all three of us falling into the trap, mm-hmm. knowing that there was not going to be an answer. And I remember showing you guys my notes and I'd taken all notes of like every clue because I was like, I'm sure I'm going to see something. Yeah. And it just the fact that it drew me into that mystery so intensely. And at the end, when there was no answer, I, I didn't feel cheated Mm-mm. I because I was warned (laughs) by the book told me uh, and it's my fault for not listening. Uh, But it's definitely this is a book that I feel like is a great travel book. Like if you are going to go on a plane or take a short trip, it's a good just toss it in in your carry on and take a short trip to a beach. Have a sandwich. Oh, no. Have a potato (laughs) sandwich. (laughs) Spuds with your buds. All right. Up next. We have. (laughs) Sorry. This is nothing. <laughs> that, was, that was such a wholesome one. Thanks. 
come with your buds. Okay, no, there we is go. That, okay, I'm. I was <laughs> Why to, would you? I was trying to fix it. Well, when you're really close to another friend, sometimes you bond in a certain <laughs> I, way, and that's. Can we? Okay, you are not hanging out with Devin later. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know how you guys bond. <laughs> All right, needful things. Ben, do you want to start us off? It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so one of my favorite like things in all of media, my favorite books, movies, TV shows. I love a giant ensemble mm, drama. Yes. Like if you just have, you give me a shitload of characters all doing stuff that all comes together at the end. It's like a, a giant puzzle coming together and all these characters swirling around each other in all these cool ways. I love it. I wish Every King book was uh, just a town falling apart. It, it's awesome. That's why you love Under the Dome so much. Mm. <laughs> oh. oh, you've cut me to the core. Oh, no- I've- nothing oh. I've ever believed is real. No, okay, so here's the difference. Jeez. Is... <laughs> Under the Dome, none of the things that happen in Under the Dome, I feel that... Spoilers, I don't know. We haven't even covered yeah, we haven't this covered book yet. Yeah, we haven't. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it to myself. It's uh, my, my defense is Under the Dome is bad. Okay, I, good enough. Sure, yeah. Can't wait to defend that, uh, that belief. <laughs> I'm right there with you, though. I fucking love an ensemble piece. Absolutely. So much. And just the characters are all, Leland Gaunt is maybe the best king prote- or antagonist. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's a good book. It's a good fucking book. And Leland Gaunt being a terrific antagonist. And then you have Alan Pangborn, mm-hmm. who is all over the place in this book. I, one of the things that I love is that that final interaction is the first time they've even been face to face and the the whole book building Mm -hmm. towards that and all those things that keep all the fires that Alan is putting out basically around the whole town metaphorically, then kind of literally, uh, I don't know. There's it's so busy, but in a way that feels controlled, which makes sense because it is the overarching of it is it, it being Leland's plan. So it's good that it feels that way. It, it kind of makes Alan Pangborn a better hero almost in, in the way it's set up because it gives you that feeling of Gaunt is using so much of his like power and influence just to keep away from this guy. <laughs> it makes Alan mm-hmm. seem like a huge threat, even though he's mostly just doing cop stuff it's, and lifting his ladies by the groin. <laughs> it's we don't need to talk about King's sex scenes. <laughs> He's bad at them. Ooh, March Madness bracket. Let me write it down. Oh, oh damn. No, King, ben, King sex scenes. <laughs> Slash He's, dog violence. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> my boner's so confused. Okay, can I say, Jesus, can I say something <laughs> yes. about needful things, please? Yes, yes. sorry. <laughs> no, I just, I'm... I'm haunted by two things, mm. which are b- paled in comparison to what Josh just said. Mm. <laughs> the first is how incredibly dark and heartbreaking some of the deaths are. Yeah. Things that you're like, oh, oh man, that they he really he really did that. He really went for it. I I was surprised by that, and it's sort of I don't know why because it's classic King. Like break my heart, 
do it. Nothing's sacred. No, nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, this isn't a joke. It's going to sound so silly. The other thing that haunts me that I just think about occasionally, the whole Elvis's sunglasses fiasco. <laughs> it is such a, like it should be kind of dumb, you know, excursion of just how wacky and crazy these yeah. pranks can get and and how the town is falling apart and it's uh i don't know something about it's just so disgusting <laughs> i i do have to say that needful things is near the top of the list of books that prove how much king hates fat people uh myra evans yeah. is well, the disgusting a, part is not no i that. no okay. i no, i'm aware <laughs> okay. i'm just saying that it, it is an upsetting portrayal mm-hmm. but it is also one of the first things that i think about mm-hmm. when i'm like okay what are some characters <laughs> that are king saying uh being overweight is a moral failure mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. oh myra evans uh, is it yeah. is it myra or cora that comes to Gaunt's store with her nightgown, like only the top two buttons yeah. are buttons and just the, her business is all out and then comes and gets a gun. <laughs> I can't remember which <laughs> I think, one. I, I think it was... it's Cora. Yeah, that's after everything. No, it's gone. Myra because it's so Myra. bad. Yeah. Because they didn't want to shit on Brian Rusk's family any more than they do. <sighs> Oof, that poor kid. I I mean, I will I've said it before, my first Stephen King moment is uh Nettie and Wilma Jerzik killing each other in broad daylight on the corner of a street on a Sunday afternoon. It's just madness. I wish the movie was better. Yeah, (laughs) I have to not think about the movie. (laughs) The movie is terrible. It's not great. Max von Sydow's there. That's cool. That is something. Not enough. And I do like the the weird buddy cop of Ace Merrill and Buster Keaton. (laughs) Like, that whole (sighs) bit when they partner up at the end to set up explosives that Mm. just oddball pairing man i forgot somehow i forgot about buster bust when he comes home after Nettie's put those notices all over his Mm -hmm. house is one of my all-time favorite moments Mm -hmm. it's so insane what was buster's item uh is the toy horses yes okay oh yeah because he was gambling the city's money Mm -hmm. away and stuff yeah oh buster's such a detestable piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, anything else either of you want to say about either of these books? No. Uh, ben, you're up first. I really thought that, uh, what's his name died in this book, but he didn't. Norris Ridgwick? Yeah. No, oh, he becomes sheriff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does he's... try to kill himself. He does, he is about to hang himself. Right. When he, with the fishing rod. Yeah. I still have in our Google Drive, I have every item purchased, the prank they had to pull, and how much they paid for it. Nice. <laughs> right. I'll post it sometime. You I forgot that I had it. <laughs> anyway, and ne- Needful Things. It's a great book. I'm, I want to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go Needful Things also, 100%. Objectively, yes. Needful Things is a better book, and I did enjoy it more, but... Our our Patreon stuff and having that experience has kind of ruined me. And I'm going to give my vote to the Colorado kid. I like that. Yeah. Especially yeah, since you... it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always nice to be able to throw the pity one when the other two have put in there, too. It is a yeah. nice feeling. So um, the matchup that will follow in episode three 
is the outsider versus needful things. Ooh, so that's, no. that's tough. Look oh, forward man. to that conversation. That's you guys, rough. we're gonna have a Here's debate. Here's the thing: you guys fall into the same trap every single year. We do, we do. <laughs> I don't like your it is, tone, it man. It is so funny. It kills me. I love it so much because we go into this, and round one and round two, you're both like, "God, this is so easy. This is great." And then round three comes, and you're all like. Fuck! <laughs> Which is exactly how this should be played. So you're right. doing it right. I just love that. <laughs> that we're surprised by it. <laughs> it's it's the it's my favorite thing about doing not just this, but the goof episodes is mm-hmm. we get so in the moment in the discussion <laughs> we don't think any further. No. But I have the list. I see it the whole time. Oh, you always cheat. I cheat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you ready for our next matchup? Yep. Ready. We have Christine. Versus Mr. Mercedes. I'm, you know, I'm going to start this one off, uh, and I'm going to go with Mr. Mercedes. First off, Bill Hodges. I, he, it's so great to watch him go from being a piece of shit to less of a piece of shit, mm-hmm. but still have that hard edge and a soft heart. It's very like it's a perfect private detective kind of character. He's a complicated mm-hmm. yeah. person. He's a real mm-hmm. person. And Brady Hartsfield is such. A disgusting, reprehensible, vile, racist, incest, garbage human that you cannot help root for him getting his skull crushed in. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I love this book. And when I'm like kind of between books and I I have a little bit of time to pick up a non-King book... Every once in a while, I'm still really tempted to pick up a King book that we aren't covering. <laughs> and I have to stop myself and go, no, no, we'll get to it on the podcast. I don't, don't read ahead. And the Bill Hodges books have been the hardest ones to put off. Because I loved this book so much. And I liked The Outsider so much that I want to finish this. Especially knowing that this first book is not really supernatural in any way until the end and knowing the little bit i know about the next two books even more excited Mm -hmm. to see i a part of me is like why would they like i get it's king and he's gonna king (laughs) but like i liked that this is a really just it's a guy against a serial killer Mm -hmm. i think that's so cool but if King wants to get crazy with it, I can't wait. Oh boy, I cannot wait to cover the rest of these books. I can't really add much more to what you guys said. Just other than to reiterate, Josh, I loved your point about Bill Hodges being this complex character. That's so much. It's more interesting to read about someone like that where you do struggle. You're like, sometimes I don't like him. Sometimes I don't agree with him. But at the end of the day, I support him because he's doing the right thing and I can stand behind him. And then Ben, just everything you said about, you know, this like crime genre mixed with this kingness. And it's it's uh, like the best you could hope for if you are a fan of that kind of storytelling. And Mr. Mercedes is just solid top to bottom. It's funny because something that really stands out to me about it is one of the first things that happens, which Mm. is the city center massacre. Yes. And I think it's because that's kind of happened in our world. Mm. And it's just such a, a real moment that it makes it more disturbing. It's terrifying. It's so real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 
don't know about you guys, but living in 2023, being in any crowd stresses me out to no end. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I agree that this scene. It's like, there's another reason not to go out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the, the first read when you meet the two characters in line and you try you try to figure out which one of these is our main character. Which one of these are the people that I'm going to be following the whole time? Probably the lady with the baby. Probably the lady oh, with the baby. Man. And just the, yeah, the mm-hmm. fallout of that opening. We haven't covered it, which we're going to, we're going to start doing series on Patreon. And I can't wait to watch the Mr. Mercedes series with you guys yeah. because the city center massacre at the top mm. of episode one is Ooh. fucking amazing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Christine, who wants to, you know, Ben, you tell us about Christine. <laughs> Christine? That might be setting us up for the, this matchup for failure, what? actually. Here's, a, here's an interesting, what did I rate Christine? You are not a fan. I have argued for Christine with you on several occasions. <laughs> That's I, funny. I think L- you Looking gave it back a th- right now, I'm like, yeah, Christine was pretty good, <laughs> right? <laughs> she was, yeah, you're I right. I think you gave it a three. Okay. And that was a hard three. I think yeah. you only gave it a three because we had fun conversations about it. Okay. You hated that it. That makes sense. <laughs> I. This is just uh, hindsight and my brain being like, yeah, I, I remember re- things about that book. <laughs> uh, it's fine. This is our podcast. Because <laughs> uh, the, the scene that really has stuck with me is uh, Christine in the house. Yeah. With uh, with what's his name the the guy that owned yeah, the garage, I that scene has ha, has stuck with me pretty so good. ridiculous. Uh, just <laughs> I don't know if uh, anytime I see on the news a car careening off of a street and into mm-hmm. a house, that is really really fucking scary to me. Yeah, I will regularly be like if I'm on the first floor of a building, <laughs> I will s- suddenly have the thought being like, okay, where am I in relation to the street? How close am I to a rammable wall? Ben, I think that's called anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a really good explanation for it. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely thought about the scene and been like, okay, a car is trying to get me in this building. What do I do? Trying to get me. Ben, do you think that you might think back more fondly on Christine also because you finished it this time? Because you had yeah. false starts, and I know that if you false start a book, mm-hmm. it makes it harder. That was with House of Leaves. Now that mm-hmm. I finished House of Leaves, I'm super happy I did, but it took me like five tries. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because I definitely, there are a few books that I have, have famously like uh, tried to read over and over again. And in my head, I definitely have a weird sort of uh, grudge almost against these <laughs> books. Not because of the quality of them or anything. It is just like, yeah, that book is my enemy. I can't, <laughs> I can't finish it. Dune, I'll get you one day. Maybe that is part of it. I I think the movie definitely has some. God, the movie's so some uh, part in it though. I love Christine. I the the everything stands out to me about this book. But the one thing that I immediately think of, if not thinking about the movie, is when they're driving. Is it New Year's Eve? 
the drive through time. Yes. And it's yeah. just like this trippy fever dream moment. And I, I also love the characters. You, you want Arnie to be okay. Mm. And there's so many opportunities to continue to root for him and think like maybe they can pull him out of this because he has such a good support network. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he has such caring friends. And there's like this moment where it seems like things are going to go his way and he's going to get his life together. And it just doesn't work out for him. And it's so upsetting. It's also upsetting that Arnie dies off camera in the book. Mm. Like that's a, like a, a rough end for that character. If I remember right when they kill the car they get him and his mom get in a car accident That's yeah how the, the parallel like that, that yeah, happens yeah like he freaks out or something mm -hmm. i don't remember exactly how it happens i just remember thinking god really? that sucks yeah. yeah also can i just just picture this you guys this is the movie now that moment mm. where he snaps his fingers and christine turns on her lights and it's like the shot is beautiful. The music is perfect. And it's like two lovers seeing each other for the first time. That show me is so oh, fucking good. Keith, oh. Keith Gordon, he's amazing in that movie. I think about Buddy Repperton and the Christine driving over into and the, over yeah. that snowbank. Yeah. Yeah. And just how fucking oh, horrifying that, that is. Yeah. Okay. When it's, I was she's like of, chasing him up the hill, basically. I was thinking of the, just the first like bully that it gets, mm. that it just like turns him into a smear, yeah. basically. The guy with the, his father's fuckbooks. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <My> father's fuckbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The title okay. of your spinoff podcast. <laughs> right. test test. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright I think does anybody have anything else to say about either of these books before we go into this no alright I, I just want to say I'm surprised at how close these are in my head mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm concerned the, the, for the first time <laughs> yes one of our listeners is gonna give me shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh man that's a hard power to give CM because you're the third vote um, I'm I'm gonna go Mr. Mercedes the oh. the Bill Hodge the Bill Hodges trilogy, the City Center Massacre, everything to do with Brady Hartsfield. I it's and it's so readable. Like that's one of those books that I I feel like I could sit down and just read in one sitting. I'm sorry, Ben. <gasps> I'm gonna go with oh, Christine. I hate, oh, I hate this. I oh. I these both of these books are great, but maybe it's nostalgia. Christine just. Christine has this like style. It's like a period piece and something about it just stands out in my in my mind more. I could easily reread either of these books again. But when I think about Mr. Mercedes, it's kind of like this overall general like, oh, yeah, it, it was really good. And there were these moments. Christine, I'm just my brain is flooded with like this moment and this moment and this moment. And I can picture it so perfectly. So I'm going to Give it my vote. Oh, I just remembered one of the other things that I really loved about Christine. Sorry, Ben, I'm going to jump Oh, go over. for it. The it gives me time to how, think. <laughs> how Arnie starts to almost become Roland LeBay. Yeah. Because he starts wearing mm. the back brace because he has to push Christine to to get her to heal. Mm -hmm. And I just, I that transformation of Arnie. It's cool in the movie, but it's done wonderfully in the book. Yeah. All right, Ben. It's all down to you. Oh, I feel so bad for you. I, I hate this. Oh, um, fuck. This is a tough one. I am going to choose this, uh, my, my, my answer, for two reasons. One, we'll make it three reasons. Because 
I feel like uh, rating it as a single entry in a series uh, in which I have not read the entire series uh, detracts a little from it. Two, how much I hate the phrase honey boy. (laughs) And three... how much you love the phrase shitters. (laughs) How much I love the phrase shitters. And three, to upset the brackets, uh, I'm going to inexplicably choose Christine. Wow. All right, Christine. I thought I was was going to be me against you guys. I remember how much I did not like it. But now that I'm like thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it's an evil car. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's better than it's, From a Buick 8 as far as evil cars It is cars absolutely go. better than From a Buick 8. And this is literally, for anyone uh, who's yelling at the podcast, it's so close. It could, <laughs> they're, they're both... Ask Ben tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be like, I chose Christine. That can be what the hell was I thinking? That can be our spinoff podcast where we re-rate everything. (laughs) What was I thinking by Dairy Public Radio? Oh, ask us tomorrow. (laughs) I uh I man, now that I am thinking about Christine, it's all there's also just those small relationship things like watching what is the girl's name? It's Dennis, right? The friend and uh, Arnie and Oh my god. I want to call every female Susan, because there's like several Susans and Susan Kings. I believe it was Christine. <laughs> Not the car, Ben. The girl. Yeah. The car is the girl, Josh. Whoa. Oh, and Jenny's the bike. <laughs> That's for a uh, few very specific listeners. Oh, was, that, was that not a Forrest Gump joke? No. Oh. No. That is for the listeners who have been doing their homework and listening to the Mountain Goats, like I tell them to. <laughs> Lee. Watching the relationship with Arnie and Lee deteriorate mm-hmm. when it starts off so strong. The um like when she almost dies in the passenger seat and that stranger has to come in and rescue her. Yeah, the hitchhiker. Yeah. Oh no, wait, the, she almost dies like twi- twice. Oh I, yeah, I'm talking about the one with the the hitchhiker oh, yeah. when he grabs her and gives her the mm-hmm. Heimlich and Arnie seemingly just kind of watches. He tries to get in, but he doesn't try very hard. Well, I think he almost punches him at first because he doesn't know Yeah, when he grabs her, her, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So many good moments. There. <laughs> All right, we have our final matchup of round one. Thinner versus the Dead Zone. I feel like this is a good, like these two books kind of sit on the same level for me. Hmm. Yeah, I remember finding Dead Zone way more boring than yep. I than yeah. I remembered because it, it's one of the ones that I I think it was probably one of the first King books I read. It was definitely the same like year that I read uh you know a dozen King books mm-hmm. uh when I first started and I remembered liking it a lot and then when we covered it not knowing why really. If I remember, it's because you thought the uh, Castle Rock Killer segment was more, more. of the story. Yeah. And it's really lo- like that's it's first, barely first there. 150 mm-hmm. pages somewhere yeah. in there. Like it's very early. Yeah. If the Dead Zone had been either a full story about catching a serial killer or a full story about assassinating a guy running for the Senate. I would have liked it better. But instead it was like, oh, I got these two ideas and we're going to just shove them together. Oh, well, it should have just been a sequel. Yeah. Right. I, I would have read that. <laughs> and the, and we don't really talk about it because it's not as exciting as the other two, but the 
the fire at the restaurant is also that when he's tutoring, mm-hmm. that's a whole other large set yeah. piece that it's like, uh, I don't know. I know they made it into a TV series. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it. I bought it on DVD for Patreon. Uh, if I say that it's a tax write-off. <laughs> um, and I wonder if they broke the story down season-wise like that, because each of those stories can can yeah. be and is a standalone, in my opinion. I remember, because I'd read it in high school, and I think I'd had a crush on Johnny. <laughs> and so in my head, it was like this this book was elevated. And when we read it for the podcast, it, it did not clip along yeah the way i wanted it to but i think it does it's it's still a very interesting concept and idea and it is one that i think like i'd have to wait long enough to forget like Mm -hmm. how i struggled through it i would read it again i would dive in again and i think it might hit me different the premise is so good I, i mean it makes sense this is one of those that i hear it was turned into an episodic like USA crime procedural, mm-hmm. basically, it makes sense because just like it's a guy who can see the present, whatever. <laughs> it's it's a cool mm-hmm. idea that you can iterate on mm-hmm. in an episodic way. And as a book and even the movie, it's just kind of, okay, here's this guy with powers and some stuff happens to him. I think too the whole like the the yearning thing between Johnny and mm-hmm. man Susan Lu- Susan <laughs> sure remembering ladies in the movie tonight. it's his sister oh I, <laughs> their chemistry they did so not bad. have good chemistry yeah. <laughs> but in the book that just when you first meet them and he has like such a fun personality mm-hmm. and you could see like oh these two found each other mm-hmm. and they're gonna make it and then that is ripped away. And when they finally come back together again, you know that they both care for each other just as much as they always have. But her life has moved on. Mm -hmm. That idea is just like such a tragically romantic one. I think I like that, too. I I did struggle through Dead Zone, but I do like we talked about it in Revival. I like a story that takes you like almost the whole course of someone's life. From yeah. from birth to death, basically. And I liked that component of the dead zone. And it's it's that fine line of how much mundane stuff do I want to build my connection to the character to make it feel like a like an epic, mm-hmm. I guess. Like to to get me invested. So I feel like I know every degree of Johnny Smith. Because yeah. I feel like in a book that long, that's kind of the goal, is you should feel that with the character. Should be with him day in, day out. Yeah. yeah. Like you should you should know that. And I feel like Johnny changed so much between each of these set pieces. Mm. Um, and we catch back up with him after he's resettled every time. And I, I wonder if maybe getting to see more of that settling struggle may have helped. I'm not sure. It would have it would have made the book longer. <laughs> <laughs> How about thinner? I'm sorry, one more thing about The Dead Zone, Mm -hmm. and this is just a stray thought, is how much I think Christopher Walken was wasted on the movie. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, I I just, my brain offered this, what Stephen King character would you rather see Christopher Walken playing? And Mm -hmm. literally the answer is every single one of them. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't. Th- I can't think of a Stephen King character that I would not want to see Christopher Walken play. Honest to God, <laughs> I, I, uh, he'd make a very interesting Roland. <laughs> I oh, would wow. watch oh the shit out of that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> If, if this was it's like Christopher Walken. the eighties, Christopher Walken as Roland, Ooh, that would be no. an insane movie. I want hairspray, Christopher Walken. <laughs> That's my Christopher Walken. All singing, all dancing. The Dark Tower. <laughs> Dark Tower, no. the musical. No, no, no. Starring no. Christopher Walken. I need to see this. And it sounds terrible. <laughs> and John Travolta cross-dressed in a fat suit. As Randall Flack. As Randall Flack. Inexplicable. Oh my god, that character from Hairspray as Randall Flack is the best thing in the world. This is the Dark dark Tower, directed by uh, John Waters. I need need it. Zac Efron as Eddie Dean. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's let's talk about Thinner. I'll never look at Pi the same way. I'll never look at pie the same way thanks to you. <laughs> Not. Was it this? Yeah, don't that do it again. <laughs> uh, be lucky you're, you guys radio. are listening to this and not Great sitting here radio, with guys. If you want to know the gesture I made, go back and listen to Thunder Part 3. <laughs> I, I feel like I remember arguing for this book because what we had a hard time with was that the main character was not some he sh- fucking sucks he's, he's yeah. shitty mm-hmm. and once in my head i like remembered that it is a bachman <laughs> book and S- stephen king was not creating characters mm-hmm. that we like liked and could relate to i was able to enjoy it a lot better and I-, I feel like we had fun reading it it was easier to read than the dead zone the mo- yeah. we had a lot of fun with the movie because the movie actually made people likable <gasps> yes the movie the movie was the Stephen King version mm-hmm. of yes. Bachman's yes. <laughs> Thinner. <laughs> I man, we there was a uh, a lot of a lot of racism yeah. in Thinner. Yeah, the uh, the whole thing with the with the with the Romani and how uh, we had the the gypsy slash Romani conversation and how uh, that kind of impacts the lens that the initial tragedy puts everybody on that side of <laughs> I'm a a rich white mm. racist mm. and everybody gets punished thus and you're like yeah why are we, we should be rooting for uh for the the family and not these guys it's the it did give us the guy kind of falling apart with zits scene though, oh the pus guy which yeah. was who was, that was, a, that was an, the, a guy, right? That was the cop. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie. Yeah. The actor. Oh. I mean, who I was don't remember. That? It was so, it's someone. It's a guy. Yeah, it's a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy. You guys get it. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene when he shows up at his house and he sees him by like streetlight through the curtains and just mm-hmm. sees the pustules all over him. You know, kind of going back to what you're saying, Josh, I think. Like there are, I can't get into some TV shows that are like the thing is that people are shitty to each other and they Mm. have shitty lives because they're shitty to each other. I don't enjoy that as much. And I think if you do like that kind of media, you'd probably be able to get into Thinner easier. Man, Thinner gave us Janelle. Janelle's pretty rad. 
kills. When he infiltrates their camp and kidnaps um, Gina, Gina, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, the jar of Pepsi <sighs> that's he's like, hey, this is acid, and he places it on her forehead. That shit is amazing. <laughs> when when Janelle comes in and mm-hmm. off screen action movies, yeah. <laughs> this thing while Billy's at like under a hundred pounds at that point because mm-hmm. he's and he's laying in bed. That whole piece is so amazing. I it's like I my re- favorite part of the remember book. Remember we wanted more we wanted it to be his book. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would have taken a Janelli spinoff. All everything about this book, I I don't remember a ton of specifics. I remember the scene with Janelli uh poisoning the dogs uh was mm-hmm. rough. I, I just have in my head a generic feeling mm-hmm. of reading this book. And that feeling is Blah. <laughs> like, it, I, wasn't, I, it wasn't fun no, to read. I, I just remember the whole book feeling kind of gross. It's mean. It's, a it's mean. mean. Yes. It's yeah. mean. It makes you feel bad mm-hmm. in an unfun way. It's like watching something where you have to watch a, a cartoon after just mm-hmm. to get your head yeah. space right. Well, the 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 white man from town uh, scene when he's there and Gina shoots the ball bearing through his hand. Mm-hmm. That that standoff is that's, intense. Yeah. And like that's the thing that I always think about when I think about the story because I love Gina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my head, it's mostly I, I can think of the body horror, mm-hmm. yeah. which is good if that's what you like. Mm-hmm. Body horror is not my favorite thing, <laughs> personally. And just, yeah, the overall, like CM said, the general meanness mm-hmm. of the book, I did not enjoy. So far removed from reading it, how do you feel about the ending? I, this might sound weird, but I love it because I think it goes with the book. It's mm. awful. It's cruel. And damn, the the balls to just do something that horrific. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's because he curses his his daughter and wife, right? Mm. That would that's the thing, and then yeah. he eats it himself. That's because well, his right. daughter. He was trying to curse, curse his, his wife, wife only, and then his daughter, daughter eats yeah. it, and so he's like, "Might as well." Because she uh, might be having sex with the doctor. We don't know. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, he's such. Yeah, a piece that's of shit. right. It's also <laughs> hugely misogynistic. Yeah, it is. It is one of the most misogynistic <laughs> books that we've read. Yeah, this book sucks. I don't like this book. It's uh, effective in what it's yeah. trying to do. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, CM, you have the first vote. Oh, it's going to the dead zone. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really a merit of the dead zone as much as it is. <laughs> I, it's definitely not thin. Oh, it's definitely thinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had the choice between these two books, I will always pick thinner. Over. Mm-hmm. Dead zone is such a. Eh, when I think about it, I think boring. Mm-hmm. When I, I get that. Think thinner. I think intense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the deciding factor for me. That is a good choice. So we have that the sense. dead zone moving on. And uh, and that's it for round one. Yeah. So before we uh, take off, let's cover the two matchups we've made for round three. We will have the outsider versus needful things. And rough. we will have Christine versus the dead zone. Less <laughs> rough. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. Join us next time where we will do the second bracket. Bracket up. Bracket in. Bracket once where we begin. And now we're going to do two. Bracket up, everybody. (laughs) 
everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to March Madness Part 1. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to share your brackets with us. We would love to see how things are coming out for you guys. As always, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dairy Public Radio and Twitter at Dairy Public. You can also send us an email at dairypublicradio at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon page for bonus episodes and early releases and our Etsy store for Dairy Public Radio and Stephen King merchandise. That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye.